people over paper listeners what's up what's going on happy sunday hope y'all just got out of church y'all having a blessed day the title of today's segment is being stronger than the algorithm today man we're talking about everything from jay hall's beard to the story of peter to knowing and being intentional with your own process man welcome to the people over paper podcast and let's get ready to hit it Okay, you know how I want to start this thing off? Yeah, yeah. How do, how do you want to start it off? What is growing on your face? What is growing <laughs> on your face? <laughs> that's what I want to know. Oh, that's how we're starting off. That's what I want wow. to know. That's where I want to start the conversation. That's today. cool. That, that's fair. That we could we could start that way. Ladies and gentlemen, you guys are, are not used to seeing me with a with a mustache. And it's actually like creeping me out because I've never grown one. But I'm trying, okay? Like I'm gonna get the beard back. And we're just going to focus on the face. You about you know? to do like like the Pat Fields beard where he's got like two inches of girth. I mean, I, <laughs> I don't even know how to respond to that without like hurting Patrick's feelings. I mean, yeah, Bro, similar to Pat. Like, I'm going to just, I'm gonna just see how far it'll go. Here. He got the, he, he, he got a Fu Manchu in his beard. You know what I mean? My light ain't good enough, but I got like one brown hair. It actually looks hard in person. He got a, he got a Fu yeah. Manchu out his chin hair. Like it's going to circle up because there's nothing, nothing in the middle. And then he's got two points to come down, kind of like fangs. Bro, I, I was you just watching can't this. see my stuff right now because cause, uh, it's virtual, bro. In person, my yeah. stuff is hard. I can't even see it, Pat, because you're wearing black and like, no, nah, it's like your face is black. A little navy. Well, it's dark. A little navy. So I can't. I can't really see it. He basically. He I don't know. Maybe the YouTube copy looks better. <laughs> it's okay though, because Pat's in the middle yeah. of moving right now. And Pat, where are you moving to? Yeah. Right. 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 Where are you moving, bro? So I told you. Yeah. So last time we 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 shot, I was supposed to be doing a private equity job, but I took this job in McKinsey instead. So it's like consulting. So moving to Dallas. Hey, do y'all do uh, recs, recommendations? Recommendation, Bro, I told you to come work. I've been told you. I know. I just wanted to hear you say it on video. So now I have a video evidence. <laughs> bro, bro, CKJ, how was sleep, bro? <laughs> I know he's sleep. I, 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 would, I, would say, I would say how much Jehal would be making out the gate, but we'll keep that for offline. Why? Well, that's how much you no. making out the gate? Nah, bro, Pat, Pat's making a pretty penny, bro. What you got? One seventy, bro. I'm why? Why I, not? Nah. Like, mine's public knowledge. I'm making eighty k for the University of Oklahoma, and bro, then I got my state TV employee. on the side. Yeah, I know. You're, you're you're a state employee. Well, everybody and their grandma want to talk about it all the time when I'm up there, so I'm just used to it. Hey, transparency is key. You know, I guess. Right. Yeah, that is true. But they don't well, know Pat, how much I'm making that TV, though. <laughs> for 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 the po- for podcast purposes, do you want to give a range or no? Uh, I mean, you don't have to. We're not going to make you. But I mean, I mean maybe like, in the future, maybe in the future. Yeah, we'll OK, Pat's yeah, like, OK, you yeah. haven't signed the contract yet. Nah, yeah, I've signed my offer. Oh, so then, you know, you just being soft. Yeah, 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 yeah. I don't know Please, why you're yeah. scared, man. I mean, 
What, what are they well, do? Caleb, your whole your whole life isn't on, Patrick's whole life isn't on social media anymore. Everybody knows your every move now. You know that's not true. People don't know what I got going on. I, Bro, social media. We all know you game. More. Hey, this is a good topic, actually. Social media is a game. We were just talking mm-hmm. with our producers and our editors, uh, Alex and Colin. And uh, if you didn't know, we've confirmed it with Colin that there's an algorithm on Instagram. Yeah. And if you post at the same time every single week, the same amount of times, you're more likely to get placed on the top of the algorithm in front of other people, hit a for you page, and somebody's going to click on that thing and add up the numbers. I'll tell you, it worked for me because in my first year of actually trying, basically the only year I was ever single to promote myself <laughs> <laughs> to promote myself on social media. Hey, I'm not gonna lie. It, it does work. Yeah. I got thirty K more followers. You know? So yeah, I got I got seven. Seven eight eight K. Ten ten on Instagram and twenty on Twitter. Just doing the yeah. algorithm, playing the game. So it does work. Bro, y'all also gotta y'all also gotta acknowledge though. Whenever Coach Riley left and everybody was tweeting, like everybody was getting like five thousand followers. Everybody, if you was no, this was this was before Coach Riley though. Yeah, so too. This is like beginning. This is like probably summer. Matter of fact, yeah, it's when the influence influencer app people came when they came to talk to us. That's right, because it was at the start of NIL. Whenever it first started, like July, beginning of July. And they were like, y'all have to start marketing each other better, like posting on your story like once a day and then make an actual post once a week. Y- y'all remember that? Yeah. I mean, I'm, yeah. I- I'm not like a social media dude. So. I'm doing terrible at it right now. I haven't posted in like since I've gotten cut, actually. Shoot. Yeah, you get cupcaked up and next thing you know, all your pictures are with somebody else and you're like, shoot, every single picture I post going to be a family picture. And so yeah. I had to find some. I, I ain't gonna lie. She does a good job of taking your pictures, Larson. Oh no, that was a, a crit. So let's see, here's my other little selfish thing that, oh, I, that oh. I, <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, Larson. I mean, she'll take no, my pictures. That, that was your one and only opportunity to give her credit. No, for something that she, she takes great pictures with me. But um, but Crid, he's been carrying around a camera. Jeremiah Cradell, I'm sure we'll eventually have him on the show just because he's entertaining and he's a young guy yeah. trying to figure life out. But uh. He's doing he's cutting hair right now. He's a student assistant right now. He's taking photos right now. He's trying to figure out his his walk in life. And he's so awesome. right now yeah. he's carrying a camera everywhere. So that was how I got a couple individual pictures. He was like, CK, flick. I'm like, with it. I like that. But yeah. Speaking of, I don't think I don't think our listeners know who Colin is. Like we I I mention yeah, Alex all the time. Colin is. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So for those of y'all, for most most of our fans have come come from podcasts on the prairie and supporting us. Colin is our video editor. I guess is that your official title, Colin? We should tell. Yeah. We should okay. call him a director. Director of video editing. We need to add. Yeah. A okay. Yeah. There. Yeah. That's Just because that's a I mean, title. put that on the resume. Hello, director yeah. of video Alex, editing. Alex is our producer uh, and he's Colin is our, our uh president producer our uh uh director of producing yes yeah director of technically producing. owner of the podcast on the prairie too well this isn't podcast yeah on the prairie. this is a new this is a new podcast so, though i but, mean if he wants to own it shoot now per me media there you go oh per me media yeah that, that's his technically his uh his company i guess I don't know. He doesn't have a mic, so he can't really put his input in. 
But um, but they're both on. <laughs> yeah, yeah, they're both on and watching. You guys on YouTube won't see them. Um, <laughs> bro, I I really got to come back to this beard though. Please don't 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 do that, bro. Like, cause one day it's gonna be nice and poofy and. Yeah, you know what I'm really growing it out for, bro. You know what I'm really growing it out for. No, take a wild guess. What you're growing your beard out for? Mm-hmm. No shave November. Nah, bro. When I met old girl, I didn't have a beard. <laughs> Pat, how's your day going? Because he's talking about now. Bro, okay. Anyways, I'm joking. I'm I'm, I'm completely joking. Any, dang, y'all y'all can't take a joke. Golly. Anyways, no, nah, I'm I'm growing it out for Zach's wedding. That's why. Oh, June what? Seventeenth, June seventeenth. Yeah. So I, I got plenty of months to like get it wrong, get it right. You know. Yeah. I'm happy for it. Dang. I like I like the blue mustache look. It makes you look older. You look like yeah. and, and I think it's about 32. time as well. I'd say 32. I was thinking the same thing, Pat. Because you 32, Bro. you're definitely bald, you know, yeah. been working that job five to six years. Mustache mm-hmm. ain't ain't lining up the mustache anymore. You don't care. You're probably married yeah. or gone through. Well, I was watching course. I was watching this GQ video on YouTube, right? And it said for like 30 to 60 days, just let it like poof, like let it just go. That's know? how Pat started. I remember yeah, I, no, patchy Pat, all over Pat, the place. Yeah, now, Pat bro, was looking patchy for a while. Am I finally finally starting to somewhat come in together? I need to get a child. Yeah. Yeah. It was easier when I played football though, because then I could be like, I play football, it don't even matter. Like people just don't put see a my chin face. strap on. Yeah. Yeah. But now it's like I actually have to go in public. Like when I go to the grocery store now, I'm like, dang, like this is my public appearance. <laughs> public appearance is something that we can relate to this uh a show actually today. Um, as you see in the world, there's biases, right? And so one way to defeat biases, whether you're on social media or not, is to have a good public appearance. And so the yeah. reason why we're on Jay Hall so bad right now is because, you know, we're black men. We There's automatically a bias there, whether you believe it or not. When you mention all the degrees and you mention all the accolades, that helps for sure. But you got to be presentable. And so I'm just making sure a guy like Jay Hall, who's out there hungry and, and looking at different job offers, he's taking care of himself. Pat, you got any, anything hey. to comment on that? Hey, collared shirt, tattoos popping. See, hey, pretty tattoos. See, you you're a <laughs> yeah. Oh wow, <laughs> Jay Hall. What what what's the uh what's the finishing touches to your sleeve? Does like does anybody even know about that? Have you ever posted on socials? Oh, about my tattoos and stuff. Yeah. Oh, bro. Well, I don't know if I've talked about this, but I'm Lumbee Native American, so all my stuff Jeez, is bro, uh. Man. Lumbee is L-U-M-B-E-E. That's cool. Yeah, actually, that's a good that's a good topic, Pat. So the top, like the BMW looking sign, like when y'all first clown me about it, the symbol, this is the symbol for it. So it's actually supposed to be red, black, yellow, and white. I've never some clowned you be for like, that. No, but I'm, now I'm kidding. I'm going to. <laughs> yeah, no. Nah, some people were like, why you got the BMW sign? I'm like, nah, like. I mean, it, it's a good story to, to t- have, too, though, because then I start talking about it and then people are like, oh, I didn't know that. So most people think I'm just like black and white. I'm like, ah, so all of it is like uh, Native American based for the most part. That's dope. You got a warrior yeah. on there. And- oh, yeah. And I got the inside. That's like an eagle and a face in the center. Mm-hmm. I just got that one. 
Yeah. And on the inside, it says only change is guaranteed. It's 2023. People are accepting tattoos now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I don't really think too much about it unless somebody asks. I got a hand tattoo, you know. Patrick's got a nice tattoo. The lion in the Africa tattoo. Yeah. Yeah. Remind me about it. (laughs) Yeah. I forget too, bro, unless somebody asks me. But I don't know. I'm I'm done with tats though. That's it for me. No, I'm just yeah. Starting. After I finish my sleeve, I'm just I'm, I need a break. Oh, I'm getting my whole right side. Oh wow! Yeah. Even my face. Yeah, oh wow! That'll be a good, no, great I'm example playing. for suede, bro. Like just I'm go playing. ahead. And, what you got to, more tattoos than me? I do, but you said your face. I was I just kidding on the face. I'm not getting a face tat. This thing gonna make money, man. You know. Hey, bro. Speaking of how how's the family doing? The family, Papa, Papa Kelly. Yeah. Papa is what Sway calls all his uh, grandpas, but uh, but Father Kelly, I'm doing good, man. Family's good. I see Sway, you know, back in the routine of going to school. He had winter break, so it took a couple of days to get that sleep schedule back on track. Thank you for a sleep yeah. schedule. Hallelujah. Uh, Larson, shoot, she been working out and, you know, that's always fun to look at and uh, yeah, you know, uh, salon is doing well. They're they Do you work out with her, or how does that go? She usually goes with her sister, and then the okay. other day we did couples yoga. That's an that's an event for sure. You should check out. Get real intimate. We had like it was real couple yoga, but it was like kind of intimate because of closeness like you have to help each other do the yoga not on the oh okay okay <laughs> no. <laughs> like, what but it was it was hard like it was like i had to like lift her up and then no like with my feet and like no hands and she'd be like superman pose is what it was called and so like she's like planking oh, in the air wow. and i'm like yeah. this is hard loki so yeah and then she did it to me and i was like this doesn't this defies like all physics like you should not be able to lift me up and she did but like i don't know it, it blew my mind like i'm literally planking in the air and she's lifting me up by her feet and i'm like oh okay, okay. but you gotta okay. do crazy things you know with your with no that sounds fun that's, that yeah. sounds fun life's good though so life that's like less your couple hobby yeah like yoga yeah i mean we need to stretch been working out hard so get my four yeah. days a weekend I need to see a chiropractor, bro. That's what I need. Man. I need somebody to break. I'm never. Break your back. Whoa. <laughs> Whoa. <Dang. laughs> you see, you see, I stopped. You oh, see, I, I stopped. I just wondered if that was what you were going to say. You see, I stopped. I need somebody to adjust my spine. That's not any better. <laughs> <laughs> this is a PG-13 podcast. Today, yeah, I don't even know you got me in the middle of the day. Usually, we do the podcast, and it's like the first thing in the morning when we're recording. And I'm like, yeah, I I only got yeah. enough awake to focus on what the topics are. But normally, we record before church. Yeah, so we're like midday. Yeah, I already got the Lord flowing through me. Energy's on twelve out of ten. Yeah. You know, y'all, y'all hear anything good today in uh, church today? In church today? Oh, yeah. I got some notes for you if you need it. Go ahead, Jay Hall. What you hear? Uh, one thing that me and my mom have been talking about a lot lately is that when you give your life to Christ, right, 
you are made new. And I think that we hear that a lot, but my mom is like, you're not made better. You're not a better person. You're not anything compared to what you used to be. You're a new person, you know, like you're fresh, fresh out, you know, like there, there is no comparison to life before Christ and life after Christ. It's just life before Christ and life afterwards. It's just, you know, now maybe you have old habits that you got to get rid of, or maybe you have, um, something on your mind that you need to let go. But, uh, I thought that was an interesting concept, you know, letting go of any past transgressions, transgressions, accepting where you're at and moving on, being better for it. Or I guess new. I mean, it, it, it it's kind of, tw- I say better, but I hope y'all kind of understand what I mean. You know, that makes sense. <laughs> it does. Hopefully, I, don't, I don't know. I mean, you didn't say anything. So I'm like, well, I, guess, does, I don't know. Did I get too deep too quick? Like, dang. No, it's good. That's good. You're being reborn okay. in the image, the likeness of Jesus, because he died on the cross for your sins. Therefore, there's a, a coat of his glory over you. Yeah. No, that's good. That's real. There's something to think about, though. I don't know. It just got me thinking more than anything. It got me thinking because I, I didn't hear that today. So when I was when you were saying it right now. Oh, like, yeah. OK. OK. I got like it. I was like, good huh. point. like, that's a good point. Like, good better, point. like, it's not I'm not better. I'm just I'm brand new. So. Mm-hmm. You think you think yeah, at, it, it, the start of the 2023 year, everybody's talking about, oh, new year, new me again, how they do every other year. But it's like, that's the ultimate new year, new me. Yeah. He paid the ultimate price for it, bro. Ultimate price. Bro, the older I get, the more I respect the life that Jesus lived. Because you got to think, even if you didn't know his life, right? Like, even if you didn't read the Bible, as long as you know what sin is to think of someone living a sinless life, right? Completely from like point A to point B all the way through. It's tough, hard. I can barely go a day. And he did it for a lifetime. Yeah, I've never had a perfect day, except for maybe that one day where I slept because after surgery, like the entire day, that might've been the only day I didn't make a mistake. (laughs) Your your best day on on earth was the day you weren't conscious. (laughs) That's good. Any comment on that one, Pat? Nah, that's real talk. And I think that the crazy thing is with, with sin, like obviously we have our actual sin uh, in terms of what we do, but the depths of it going into our heart and our mind and our thoughts and like, you know, even if we don't sin, you know, like uh, God says in the Bible that, you know, you can ki- commit adultery in your heart. You know, what I mean, looking after looking at another woman and lusting after her. So, like, even though we may not externally act, you know, we're still sitting in our hearts. And I think that's crazy whenever you understand the depths of sin and then, you know, for Jesus to never sin. It's just crazy to even try to put your, wrap your mind around. And that no sin is greater than another. Right. So then he counts them all the same. Ooh. Look at well, somebody I, wrong. I, I would say like God's detest for sin is the same, but there's consequences. To, I think the consequences differ based on your sin. Because the sin of unbelief is the ultimate sin because, you know, you, if, you, you if you're an unbeliever, then results in damnation as opposed to. Yeah. But if you don't believe and you didn't have the opportunity to believe, then that's forgiven as well. Like for kids. That is forgiven. Yeah. Uh, yeah, sin can get deep. 
What I got today was Adam Starling, Pastor Adam Starling. He's been my pastor since 2016, Jay Hall since 2017, and Pat knows him, and they respect each other. Yeah, he came out to school a lot, bro. Yeah, and got yeah. got to hear from him a lot. Today he talked about uh, where miracles happen, and so I'll just summarize it real quick. The three points he said are in a place of your frustrations, in a place of your obedience, and in a place of your realness. And so the place of your frustration is when uh, Peter, he's talking about when Peter was a, a fisherman still right before, right as the, the beginning of Jesus's ministry, where they're fishing on the boat, casting out nets all day long, and then they don't, they don't catch anything. Jesus comes along after preaching all day, tells them to cast their net one more time. And then they catch so much, so many fish that the boat begins to sink and so basically the place of the frustration is all day. Peter doesn't have any, uh, uh, he doesn't have any, any success. And so that's obviously frustrating. That's his livelihood. And then a place of your obedience, Jesus comes and tells him to cast out one more time. And he says, okay, just because you say so. And just because it's the Lord and he knows that presence. And then the place of realness is after he saw the success, after he saw all the fish, uh, Peter proclaimed, go away from me for I am sinful. And that was real because he saw his own mistakes immediately and told the Lord, like, I'm, I'm not worthy, basically. And then everybody knows or majority of people know that uh, Jesus told him to leave his nets, leave his livelihood and come follow him. And he did. Peter did. And so, um, yeah, it was just powerful thinking like that's when miracles happen. Not when you're you're sitting there, everything's going good. Not when life's all great, but when you're in the middle of your frustration and you still obey and you still uh, live by the word and, and do what's right and do what the Lord's calling you to do. Even though that can be murky, even though that can be hard to see clearly and it can be in the roughest valleys, you continue to press on and then. That's where those miracles come. You look back and you see the miracles. You're never really looking ahead and seeing them. Bro, that's real because I was – oh, my fault, j huh? But I was reading no, – uh, I've been reading Joe, um, yeah. and it's crazy because whenever whenever you look at things and, you know, like us as believers, we know all things work to the glory of God. And then, you know, Job had to endure suffering for the purpose of God and the glory of God, even though he didn't understand what was going on at the time. He didn't understand that, you know, the devil was talking to God and saying, let me test, let me test your, your greatest human or, or the, this man that you believe, uh, you know, walks so uprightly and, you know, conversation going back and forth the devil saying oh he's only doing this because he's wealthy he's prosperous he has all this land all these animals all these riches so forth and so on and you know job didn't understand at the time that he was having to suffer to glorify god and showing that us us serving god and and um us serving god isn't you know shouldn't be predicated on our success or our wealth you know here on earth it should be serving him just because the of his glory and in the in the forgiveness that he gave us and our salvation so i think that kind of goes to you know the point that you were making that we may not always understand what what particular times that we're in what god's doing in our life you know we don't understand what's the purpose of these hard times or these good times um and that we should just you know serve and glorify him through it all so another thing 
in terms of miracles, I think Adam talked about this before another Sunday, but looking for the miracles too, like miracles happen more often when you're, it's like, uh, y'all know when you want a car, right. And you're looking for that car on, so on, on the internet or whatever, and then you naturally start seeing that car more often around town. Cause you're like actively looking for that car. Right. And it's the same thing with miracles too. It's like when you wake up every day looking for a miracle, then you actively start saying, Oh, is that a miracle? That's a blessing. Yeah. That's definitely a blessing. You know, mm-hmm. um, breaking it down to like the small things in life. Like for me today, example, right. I brought a friend with me to church that I've known for what over 10 years now. And the last time he went to church with me was when we were 16. Mm-hmm. And I think that was the last time he went to church and he wants to come back next Sunday, you know, and he was raised in a household where, they did. They, they just didn't go to church. You know, his, yep. his mom's not a believer. And to me, that's a miracle, bro. Cause it's like, dang, like who, who knows what could go from here? You know what I'm saying? Like I'm going to go back to Oklahoma, but he's like, yo, like even if you're not here, I'll come back with your mom. Yeah. You know? And to see, and I'm not gonna lie to pastor said some stuff today. I'm like, Oh bro, I don't think he's going to want to come back. <laughs> like <laughs> the, the pastor, the pastor got Challenging. like nitty gritty today. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But, to see him respond and say it's like in coaching bro either you shy away from it or you lean into it and to see him lean into it is a beautiful thing and so i'm excited for him and uh his future as a matter of fact i got to church early today just to make sure that i could go grab him we can go get a seat things went smooth like it made me excited to see him um to see him want to come so that that was my miracle for today that's good pat that's real, bro. You know, it's crazy because I feel like uh, we be on here, man. We be talking about – we say we finna talk about these other stuff. We just get to talking about the Bible and God. <laughs> Next thing you know, it's 60 minutes. I think it's important. I, I mean, we can – we you know, we got a schedule. We'll move on eventually. But I think that if we claim that this is the most important part, important part of our life, like our relationship with Christ, then why not, you know? It's Fact. organic, too. It's not like it's – like right. we actually come in with a plan – talk about something and then uh, God takes over, you know, he's just going to do what right. he does. He's, he's going to take over a- any place. You can get somebody and go to church from the gas station. You might bump into somebody in the restroom or something and be like, Hey man, you know, God, which is crazy, but like, you never know. I'm pretty sure it's happened to somebody like, Oh, I, I read something on the wall and was like, I need to go to church. Like you hear different stories like that. And I mean, we sitting here, we're, we're all vessels and we're all open to it. So he's going to do it every time. And that's the crazy thing, like seeing, because obviously all of us are transitioning, you know, CK, you a little bit more along later down the road of your transition, but me and Jay Hall, we kind of like in the middle, but just seeing the development and how God is using us like as an athlete, you know, just a year ago now, and then like now as a, as a businessman or mm-hmm. whatever the case is, and it's dope to see like God working in our lives and like using us as vessels and, you know, us seeing different approaches, you know, like obviously we're a lot more mature now and, you know, we, in, we in different rooms than we once were. So like learning how God uses us, he, and he develops our, our intellect, communication ability to talk to people in different rooms than we once were. Yeah, bro. I don't know. I, I could go on for days and days, but yeah, bro. Nah, that, that's real. I, I was doing some research the other day, just dibbling, dabbling different stuff that I thought was cool. And they said, or the research said that 
you go through puberty twice, right? So once as a, you know, 13, 9, 10, 11, 12, 13. Yeah. And that's like the physical puberty, right? But then you go through it again when you hit 23, 24, the age that we're at now, 25. Mm-hmm. And it's a mental puberty. And that this age range sets the course for the rest of your adulthood. Mm-hmm. And so I read that and I was like, it's no surprise that we're having these conversations because like we're literally all going through the same thing, maybe in different ways, but right. mentally we're all hitting the second growth spurt. And I think that this space, this podcast allows us to just basically talk about what all we're going through from a mental standpoint. And we just putting it on the pod through mics, you know? Yeah. Right. So I think that's good stuff. And it comes out, it, like I say, it all comes out naturally, like even joking but really not joking about like social media like okay you can use that to your advantage and then you have the mindset that okay you can use it to the advantage of using the word and and getting it out through social media through a way that you're like for the best example i can think of it that's always in my face is michael turk he's always constantly talking uh, talking about the word talking about god talking about this you use social media post consistently does all those things so you could kind of put the algorithm which is scientific and then you put the word which is the message he's bringing to pull in people using that pathos um stream of mental capacity and then you you look at it and his numbers continue to grow because it's like, OK, I'm doing something for the Lord and I'm doing something in the modern era, the modern way. And I'm giving you look at shoot somebody that always pops up on my thing is Mr. Beast, where he's giving out thousands yeah. of dollars all the time, like thousands of dollars and money's just continuing to flow in. But what he's doing is giving to other people, constantly helping other people. And so, like, if that's the way God's using him, then. He's continuing to provide money to give to the less fortunate because Mr. Beast isn't scared to go into a random ghetto and be like, hey, I'm trying to give you money. You don't got to rob me kind of thing. And then he also <laughs> can go somewhere else and, and use that platform on a social media, create a team to continue to promote that positive, that positivity. You know what I admire about Mr. Beast in an interview? Because y'all know he he was making videos like seven years, eight years before he even blew up, right? Mm-hmm. Wait, bro, who is Mr. Beast? Oh, you're asleep. Bro, he's literally the most popular person <laughs> on the internet right now. Yeah, like on the internet. Has over a hundred and million views per episode, almost, on every YouTube video he posts. Yeah, you literally going to see him. Oh, I'm tripping. I'm literally, bro, almost 10% of the world Watch watches it. or has seen his videos. Yeah. Yo, that's crazy. That's Bro, you know how many people that is? <laughs> Dude, that's crazy. 10% of the world. And he's some average Joe. <laughs> but look, he use, he's using everything for good. Everything he's got yeah. for good. And But I was going to say, in an interview, he said he, he, he wasn't worried about the money. Like once the money started coming, coming in, uh, that was the last thing on his mind. He concentrated on just making good content. That's all you wanted. He looked at the algorithm like Caleb. It, we were talking about it before we got on, but it sounds crazy, but it's not. He looked at the algorithm and he said people like when his face is on the videos and when his mouth is open and smiling. So that's why in all his um, what what are they called? Clip? Uh, Clips. Um, no, nah, the the picture of the videos before snippets. Um, 
Yeah, I, I don't know. Um, Colin probably knows. Uh, I wish he had a mic. He could tell me. Here. Um, thumbnail. There you go, Alex. Good job. And all his thumbnails, like all his thumbnails look the same. All his videos are 8 to 11 minutes long, and he just kept doing that and making better better and video. Anyways, he makes great videos, and I say all that to say, like, I kind of approach that way with the content in terms of like the podcast on the prairie or people over paper or anything I do now. Like it's really not about the money. It's just about being good at where God puts yeah. you in life. Bro. And to that point of Mr. Beast, uh, I had read something about Jeff Bezos the other day, and this was going back to like the 1990s, whenever he was first starting Amazon, they was starting out as a bookstore. And then he, it should, in the show, constant videos of him over time. Like my, uh, my goal is to make the most, I forgot the terminology he used, but like consumer friendly uh, business in the entire world and everything he was doing was just based on the consumer and and serving the consumer in terms of what they wanted. And I think like sometimes people, whenever they have a great idea, they're like, okay, how can I create the best product, the best service or better, the best, whatever it is. But it's like, if there's no demand or market for it, then it doesn't matter. And I think Jeff Bezos Rather than looking at the the product or service, he looked at the consumer first and like what they wanted and tailoring everything to fit, you know, their needs, their wants or whatever the case is. And I think that's a big part of why Amazon is so successful today um, and everything that they've achieved. So I think that's kind of similar to what, what you were saying with uh, the Mr. Beast. I mean, that yeah. same thing is all entrepreneurship and opening a business in general, like what's the pain, the pain in the marketplace? What are you addressing? Mr. Beast, yep. he was, he was addressing positivity and making videos that had your face in it. Like he, he wanted to make sure that everything he did, the quality of a video was good. That was the pain he was addressing that quality. Whereas somebody might be, I want to post as many times as I can and just get whatever I, I capture, just put it out there. And same with Jeff Bezos, like you said, his pain was consumers w w were not getting the products the way they wanted to. It was a difficult process to obtain whatever they wanted to. And now it's the easiest way to get anything is to go through Amazon because they're going to deliver it to you and they're going to do it in two, three days instead of having to get up, go to the store yourself, go shopping that way, leave the comfort of your home and not have it delivered to your door. No. I feel like that's a great segue to our main topic for today's podcast and being shoot your shot. Mm. You know, not only as an entrepreneur, but really just in life. You know, I feel like one thing that both those guys that we just talked about did a great job of, of not waiting to develop the perfect product. You know, Caleb, you just said it. From our master's program, they told us before you ever develop, before you even say, I want to go make T-shirts, right? Find a pain in the market. Find find the, find the problem before you find the solution, mm -hmm. right? Because before anything has success, you got to see if it's going to fit the marketplace. You got to see if it's going to be um, worth the time and the effort, right? So it's like, for example, my mom is enrolling back into school, right? And for so long, she was like, I don't know what I want to do. I don't, I don't, uh, I think I want to do this. I might want to do that. And she's, and she's thought about it for the longest. And then eventually I was just like, just enroll in the school. I could keep talking about it. Just enroll in the school. Cause at first I'm the type of person to be like, go email 50 people and you know, out of those 50, like at least, I don't know, five to 10 will respond, go from there, make connections and da, 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 da. 
And that's just not her. And so I was just like, you know what? It's not you. Let's not go against the grain. Just go to an info. Uh, just go to a, a what do the, what do they call? Um, not an info marshal. Um, where they just tell you about the courses and stuff like that, right? So I had her do that. I was like, no commitment, no anything. Da 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 da. So we signed her up for that. And the next thing you know, she's like, I really like this. I'm going to just enroll. So she enrolled and now she's starting school in like, what, two weeks. She wants to be a project manager. Mm -hmm. And um, I feel like the hardest thing is just taking that first step, you know, whether you're ready for it or not, just go ahead and go like shoot your shot, you know, and see where things fall, make changes and go from there. Yeah. It's accompanied with with a level of bravery because going in and shooting that shot does come with a lot of fear. You get comfortable with the job you have and, and all the time I think about, Oh, how long am I going to be a player development director? Like how long am I going to be here? And you think you, you get a salary guaranteed money every single month and to risk that and go and start your own business or go and do your own thing different from that where it's not guaranteed and if you're starting your own business or not guaranteed until you sign another contract, then then it's scary to even think about where it's like, I know this money's coming in. I know I can pay for this house. I know I can pay for all the bills that go along with it. And I can provide for this family that I have because I got other mouths to feed, but there's a level of peak, I guess there's a peak in the role I'm in as a director of player development, where the the most that the senior director makes is one hundred and ten thousand dollars. And I'm like, that's only thirty thousand dollars more where there's all these different jobs and the people that making money who they make shoot realistically. Some there's a lot of people that make a million a year. Like it might not be a lot in the grand scheme of comparison to the world and to the entire United States, but it's still over a hundred people and it's still over 200 people that are making a million a year doing different things. And they had to eventually take that leap of faith and just go out there. But I don't know when I think about the fear part of it, honestly, for even myself, it, it's scary, man. You know, uh, something that Justin Boyles or JB, he always said that I love was everybody in the world wants to be comfortable and everybody's fine with being comfortable. Nobody, nobody's fine with like, feeling feeling the strain or the uneasiness or whatever the case is of like aspiring and like daring to be great and i think like obviously y'all know jb jb's received some criticism or whatever and i mean that's all of us though that that play ball but i think that's the thing that i respected like nonstop about jb is like him always daring to be great and him always being like i could take a step back from this i could I could change the way I am. I could be like more accommodating and, and like be more comfortable, but like I, he's always like just daring to be great. And I think like there's a, there's a huge amount of respect that I have for him about that. And then it's like, holds me accountable to my own life. Like how often am I just trying to be comfortable or how often am I, am I like really trying to be great? Mm-hmm. And I think that's some, that's the beauty of us. Like getting you know, being in the locker room that we was in, we was around so many great people. Like, whether that came out on the football field or whether that came out academically or as like a motivational speaker or whatever the case is, but we got to see all those different perspectives that really help us become some of the most well-rounded people in society. You know, 
one of my friends was telling me a while ago, there was a study done in the 1950s or the 1960s, but innately we're only born with two fears, the fear of falling and the fear of loud noises. Everything else is somehow grown as we go through our childhood, move into adulthood. The the fear of being judged, that's learned. Um, the fear of spiders, it's learned. Snakes, learned. Uh, fear of being hit, <laughs> fear of fire, all that is learned, you know. Mm-hmm. And I feel like society, especially with social media, has done so much to our mental capacity that we fear things that we don't even know simply because of the content that we watch mm-hmm. on a daily basis. You know, for for example, I'm not gonna lie, I'm the best version of me when I look at Instagram or Twitter maybe once a day mm-hmm. for five minutes and then go do whatever I need to do that day. And sometimes he, here's when I know I've had a great day, right? When a whole day or two goes by and I have like 10 notifications from my friends just sending me videos like Caleb, he'll send me stuff on TikTok. Mm-hmm. And uh, sometimes I won't go back on there for like four days. And then I'll be like, why haven't I seen these in four days? And I'll be like, I've been working. You know, I've been trying to do other stuff that is actually beneficial to me rather than watching other people live their life. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I, I need to to live mine. And I, and I feel like when we get into that mode of just living our life, then slowly over time, those learned fears kind of dissipate, especially especially the ones of like comparison, you know, comparing comparing yourself where you are now in life to other people. Yeah. Same age um, or same demographic yeah you know yeah that um the whole being scared to go get another job or apply for something else or do something that like i feel like when we get into a mode of just day-to-day working and grinding we slowly build the confidence to actually go do what god put us on this earth to go do or do that something you've been thinking about but then we get back on social media then we dive back into what keeps us in our, our our small bubble because we start to mentally take a step backwards because we're, we're, we're comparing ourselves. We're getting back into old habits and, um, you know, whether it be social media or something else, you know, I'm of the impression that one thing could lead you to another. That's not necessarily positive, but just keeps you in that bubble. If that makes sense. And I think, uh, cause we had talked about this, like the other time, one of the other podcasts, but like the lust of the eyes and then like the lust of the ears and like what you allow yourself to consume both visually and uh, from an audio standpoint, like music, whatever's glorified in the music or or uplifting yeah. music, like you tend to become yeah. more interested in those particular things. Same thing with what you see visually. Um, so like you got to be very, very intentional about what it is that you allow yourself to see and consume. Because like even sometimes like we may fool ourselves by saying, um, I like to listen to music just because of the beats. But then, like, you found yourself using profanity more. You find yourself using this type of language to describe maybe women or men or, like, these demographic of people. So I think we got to be very intentional about those particular things. And I think what you're saying to interpret it, Jay Hall, is, like, whenever we are intentional about those things, we we, we have the best version of ourselves. And we, we find ourselves working and focusing on what and the biggest thing that you said is what god put us on this earth to do and our purpose so i think that's something we all gotta fight and battle because it's you know 
especially, you know, TikTok and the other social media platforms, the algorithms are are meant to be addictive and to keep you on the platform um, by whatever means. So we we got to break away from from those particular things and, and, and focus on what it is that God put us here to do, man. Yeah. yeah. Now, I, I don't want people to think that we think that TikTok or Instagram is bad. You know, I, I, I fairly enjoy it because it does have positive things as well. Mm-hmm. Right. But, um, I think the biggest word you said is is intent, right? You know how how long can you focus on moving with intent before you move on to something that you just naturally do just because, right? Think about it. Like when you when you wake up, what's the first thing you do? Turn off your you probably alarm. grab your phone, right? Yep, grab that phone. Turn off your alarm. You might scroll, or yeah. or do you get up exactly? Exactly. Are you gonna scroll, or because you feel like you missed out on something? Yeah. Or are you gonna go get up and take a shower and start like how how quickly can you take that shower? Then what's next? Okay. Um, my morning routine. If you don't have a morning routine, you're already wrong. Yeah. Because then you gotta put in. Yeah. Hey, bro. Y'all. As soon as. Oh, my fault. My fault. Bro, uh, CK. Coach Grinch used to always tell us, like, set your mind before your mind sets you. Mm-hmm. And that was like, that was one of the realest things, bro. And I and that's what you're getting at right now, Jay Hall. Mm-hmm. Because I, I, I feel like when you naturally start to do those type of things, then everything, I'm not going to say everything else becomes easy, which it doesn't. I don't want people to think that I'm detached from the world. But from my perspective, things that I've learned about myself over really since I've been cut, I've been trying to implement different things. It's just that when you, when you start moving with intent, it, it makes you view things differently and it starts building up that confidence. And you, what you're basically yeah, saying is that with the intent, you're making less decisions for yourself because when you create that habit in a positive way, then it gives you the intent to get what you want so and create those good habits. Yeah. Because then you if can. you create the habit to scroll, now you every time you scroll or how long you're doing it, like those are more decisions you're making every single time. It's like how Jim Harbaugh, who he's crazy for sure, but he wears khakis <laughs> every single day. Or how Joe Cooper, who owns, I think, six or seven different car dealerships out here in Oklahoma – he wears the same exact fit every single day to work because it's one less decision that you have to make because going circling back to what we were just talking about with fear and shooting your shot, those are huge decisions that you yeah. have to choose over and over and over and over again. It can be related to like a relationship. I'm going to choose this person over and over and over again. But because every time you're doing that, every time you date somebody, that's like shooting a shot. That's putting so much risk in of your well-being mentally, and it can even be physically sometimes with, with another person. But when you create that habit of I'm going to wake up and I'm going to start my day, like my routine is I wake up every day. I, I don't scroll because I don't want to wake up Larson, who she doesn't wake up same time I do. I get up, I go uh, put my clothes on for the day. Don't brush my teeth yet. Go get some food. Then I read my Bible, write in my journal, 
Then I go uh, brush my teeth. Then kisses out the door. Like that's that's my routine. Then go work out. You already have it laid out. And that's that set your mind before it sets you. Then you go and you already have your workout plan there. So now your mind is already set up to where I already know what I'm doing. I don't have to think in this situation. Now I'm just physically moving. I just got to put my weight up. I just got to do what I got to do. And then you move on. The, the, the more you prepare and create those habits, the less you have to think. And then those easier or, or those big decisions become easier because you have more energy for them. Yeah. Then you're able to make that big shot. Mm-hmm. You, you handle the little stuff first mm-hmm. and then it's the job. Then it's the, Oh, I'm gonna quit, save this money and go pursue something else. Yep. Then it's the, I, I'm gonna move down to Arlington and get a job at McKenzie. And now I'm, you know, mm-hmm. like Patrick, you know, I just feel like one thing leads to another, you know, now, now granted, I, I don't know. I'm not perfect. I don't want anybody to sit here and think that we are perfect sitting here mm, talking no. about all this stuff. I, I do sometimes scroll. I scroll this morning. Shoot. I mean, it's Sunday, but I mean, yeah. still, it, it, it's all about the habits. And you don't want to be a robot, but a big point yeah. that we always talk about is everything in moderation. And that's, that's from the Bible, everything yeah. in moderation. That's what mm-hmm. Pat's biggest things are. I feel like, when listening to music or going and doing something like everything's got to be in moderation. Right. I feel like once you get into a good enough pattern, you, you start to realize when you can and, and can't do certain things, but first you, you got to know the, the pattern first of all, like you got to feel good with your routine first. Yeah. Yeah. And I think that's the real thing. Like once you like know your process and you know yourself, like, Cause even for me, there's like certain things that I know, like if I cut this on or if I start watching this movie, whatever it is, like I'm not going to break away. Like the same thing. I know if I, if I take a nap, like during the day, if I tell myself I'm going to lay down for like 30 minutes and I'm going to get back up in 30 and start working again, it's over with. So I think the more you know yourself, the more you know what you can and can't do. Like I know in my process, like I can't afford to like take a nap or to like, watch this before I'm done with work for the day or whatever it is. So it's not like you got to be a born robot or anything. It's just like knowing yourself and, and, you know, knowing your process. Yeah. I feel like that's a good one. Caleb, um, you mentioned the journal thing. You say you started journaling. Mm-hmm. Yeah. How was, uh, how has that been going for you? So same with the routine, read the Bible. So I read a chapter a day and then, what I've been trying to do, which it can be hard, especially with kid and fiance and all that, but try to come home and read extra if I can, but I'll summarize in the journal what I just read because I don't want to just read it just to read it. I want to make sure I'm actually taking home what I, what I, what I just read. And so I'll do that. And then I've been writing prayers, prayers of every day, whatever's coming to my mind, I'll write down the prayer. And then if something extra is there that like is on my mind, whether it's an idea or it's uh, just some, I guess, like I just said, on my mind, I'll just write that down too, because I don't want to forget it. It's early yeah. in the morning. That's where a lot of your fresh thoughts are. And if you, they start out that way, you might forget them through all the different things, all those different decisions, everything that's coming. But that's what I've been r- writing in my journal. I even got y'all in there already that's good. for a little prayer, you know, make sure my guys are good. So I try to keep my people. I appreciate that. Important and keep my people in, in my prayers, man, for real. Be intentional. How can how can we be praying for you? 
What's something you need prayer for? For me, man, peace at work. Cause there's always drama at work. That's one thing that I'm learning. Like <laughs> there's yeah. always some kind of drama at work. So just peace over there, man. And then health for my family, just because I, th- those two with Sway going to preschool, man, little kids get sick all the time. Man, it's crazy. Oh yeah, y'all were y'all were just sick, yeah. right? But uh, but that was my first time being sick the whole season. Larson's been sick yeah. four times, I think. But you know when your because body because of him, yes, because of him. Yeah, and so she's more prone to getting sick. So health big, but then little like when you're working, you know how your body won't let you get sick because it's too focused on the task at hand. Well, I relaxed yeah. because oh, season's over, and then boom, instantly got sick. So. That's something crazy we can talk about later. But <laughs> what about what about you, Pat? You uh, you just moved, so I know you need some prayer on something. Man, bro, I'm uh, I think I found like a, a good church to go to here. Um, so I was gonna probably just pray about that. Find like the right church. Find a place that's gonna like spiritually grow me and mature me the way I need to, and then just like you know, keeping everything focused on God, like. You know, how can I glorify God through using the resources that he's given me in like this stage of my life? Mm-hmm. So how you feel about your new job? You nervous? Nah, bro. I mean, like, I don't know what you athletes do. You go. It doesn't matter like yeah. what the task yeah. is. You just got to do what you got to do. Yeah, you, know? you got to show up regardless. <laughs> Man. <laughs> nah, I, I will say. I'm like a little bit like, dang, how do I, cause you know, like we got swag, bro. Like I don't want to wear, I don't want to come in, you know, every single day <laughs> or, or, you know, even if we wear a suit, like for example, we throw on sneakers with our suits. Like we don't want to wear like yeah, old yeah. dress shoes. So I don't know, trying to find, find a, trying to find that fine line between having my little bit of swag and, you know, you got a cool boss. Shucks. Uh, yeah. All the people at the farm is cool. All the people cool. at the farm is cool. So. That's good. Well, well, I'll tell y'all. Yeah, your prayer. Me, bro, just determination in my endeavors, bro. Because sometimes when I'm trading and trying to build a fund and making sure, basically, just making sure that I'm making the right moves. You know, like I don't have a coach. Mm-hmm. You know, I don't have anybody sitting here telling me, Jay Hall, like you had a good day today, or Jay Hall, you need to improve on this. Like every single day, I'm I'm evaluating myself, and sometimes. I can be too hard on myself because I'm, I'm scared of not being hard on myself enough. Right. You know, like I, like Caleb, I, uh, I, I see you working, um, with the kids, you know, helping them move in, hanging with Cordell. And I'm like, dang, like, that's really cool. You know, Pat, you just got your job, you know, people at McKenzie, they're going to help and guide you. And in a way I envy wanting someone by my side, but at the same time, it's why I even want to do it in the first place because I know that I can I I, I can get there. So you control your um, own destiny. Yeah. So um peace of mind, uh confidence in my abilities, and um similar to Pat, just making sure I glorify God along the way. That's good. Well, what is this? Episode three? People over Episode paper. three. People already dang. Yeah. For y'all listening, uh, we hope to do this at least twice a month. And um, even if not at the minimum, at least once a month. I don't know. It's a little bit different than the podcast on the prairie because we don't have a game to record afterwards. So it's just 
will come whenever to mind. Caleb can. Yeah, whenever Caleb can put down the kid, Whoa. that's pretty much what we're going to do. Don't put it all on me now. You know, Pat's the one <laughs> moving. He's busy, you know. No, I'm yeah. settled down now. <laughs> we'll get more leases. We'll be more <laughs> For sure. All right, y'all. Episode three, people over paper. That's all we got. Peace. Peace. Doses. <laughs>